Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul Isles Rush. I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. I'm Alan Fogg. That's right. They've crept in again, Ken. <laughs> it's Pride special time. Yay. Yay. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, everyone, for joining. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? Well, I think there's only one thing we can talk about for this Pride, Ken. John Barrowman's penis. <clears throat> Would you like to give some context to the boys and girls? Yeah. So a few weeks ago, we had a, a bit of a discussion about um, cancel culture. And we, we mentioned Noel Clark and uh, some of the things that he'd been accused of and then immediately cancelled. And it's fair to say that since then, his career has been pretty much ended. Yes. <laughs> we may never hear from him again. In the meantime, stories have resurfaced because it's not the first time that we've heard of them. John Barrowman, around about the time that he was Captain Jack on Doctor Who, and since then has done <laughs> done various things, mainly involving getting his dick out and Captain Jacked off. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where, when we were talking about Noel Clark, we were talking about allegations. John Barrowman seems at certain times to have been quite proud of the fact that he's done these things. So one one of the uh, one of the things that was said was that he what's she called Camille Kaduri. Camille Kaduri, who played uh, Rose's mum in, in Doctor Who, he got his knob out and put it up <laughs> flopped it over her shoulder. And there was various other things. He's all he's also been um there there's been things when he was on the set of Arrow and various other things where he's done some other things. He he basically likes Getting his penis out and waving it around for for the enjoyment of others, whether whether they like it or not, and he has this week issued a I don't think it's an apology or even an acknowledgement of it, where he sort of said if I did anything and they were upset by it, then maybe I'm sorry about it. But it seems like although although there, there's been some things like for for example, the, there's rumours that he's not going to be a judge on the next series of Dancing on Ice because of this but up until now oh no he uh, dancing on ice have announced that he's not going to be on oh he's not yeah. he, fair enough then but th- there's been a fairly uh relaxed reaction to to his behavior whereas to certain other people who've done other things it's been an immediate thing and i i, I wonder if is it because he's gay that he's been allowed to get away with it i'll just throw that into the room and uh, oh, leave you guys to get on with oh, it. <laughs> you fucking puffs. You get away with everything you want. If he, if he had been straight, he would have been marched out the door yep. the moment that happened. I've, I've got to admit that that is, actually, that is true. And uh, there's an interview with uh, Noel Clark and Camille Kaduri and Annette Badland at a Doctor Who convention in 2015 where they explicitly reference this can probably drop in a clip of this about now. And Barrowman's there taking his dick out every five seconds. Like, you know, <laughs> every five seconds, just hitting it on everything like that. <laughs> you can't help but laugh. Like, Chris will be, like, serious. I'm concentrating on my acting. <laughs> all in good fun. Yeah, did, did, uh, did Mr. John Barrowman sort of bring some levity to the set? None at all. None? No. Not serious. <laughs> He's a terrible, terrible man. Whoa. 
the, the guy is all, all the time laughing and smiling and taking it out. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Do you remember the time you put it on your shoulder in the makeup drug? Yes, I do. In my. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say. I was being really polite yesterday. For the record, any men out there, do not try that at work. <laughs> you will be fired and possibly go to jail. So how could John Barrowman get away with it then? I think it... I, he's honestly, adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> also, also, I think it's because he's, he is adorable and very lighthearted and stuff. It's because he's a gay man too. Like, you can... I'm not, am I lying? And, and I, I feel like it's non-threatening, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you... Yeah. Like, all these straight guys are like, yeah. damn it! Like, you know, you can't do that at work. You're going to jail. But John Barrowman's like, hey, come here, hey! <laughs> They're fairly explicit that it's just John Barrowman knocking about. He, in 2008, was... Uh, he, he admitted he'd been bollocked for this by the BBC. He had apologised for it. He'd been reprimanded for it. Right, OK, I've been given my, my... This is not acceptable. I've been told it won't be happening again. That was in 2008. If you listen to the interview with Noel Clark and Camille Claduri and, uh, to an extent, Annette Badland, who is, is, is there... <laughs> It's just sort of John Barrowman and everybody thinks that he's adorable and it was just him and uh, Noel Clark even says explicitly in that panel, he got away with it because he's gay and straight men are jealous of the fact that he got away with it because he's gay. Straight men who did that, you'd be in prison immediately. Of course Noel Clark could be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfair. Noel Clark's character comes across very strongly in that interview. Camille Kudyuri, you know, bear in mind, he put his dick on her shoulder and it's, it's sort of remounted, for want of a better word, <laughs> in the panel. And, and she laughs it off, but there's, there's not a flicker of annoyance or offence at this. And it's not put on in any way. It's just him larking about. John Barham is just one of those people who who has that sort of personality in no way is it excused or or sort of brushed over as yeah it's just larrikin joking about this is what anyone would do in this situation it's very explicitly stated this is john barrowman he's adorable it was fun it was a laugh anybody else would have been crucified for it now I, I, I know where you're going to go with this. He has apologised for it. He's been reprimanded for it. It was 13 years ago. How far on earth do you go with this? Crucifying someone who has been bollocked for it. Stop doing it. Apologise for it. What is the point of any of those three things if they're still going to be crucified for it in the future? He didn't stop doing it, though. He no, if he did he it did. on the set of Arrow, then that was after his time on Doctor Who. You, you see him on things like, oh, what was that show we watched the other day? Oh, the chat show. Um, but he was getting Wait his arse out and twerking about. To an extent, extent, you book John Barrowman because you know that this you know, kind really, of thing yeah, is yeah. going to happen. He may very well have known Camille Kaduri well enough beforehand to know that she wasn't going to have a problem with it. But did he know everybody who was around? Did he know all the makeup girls or the, the runners or the set dressers or whatever who would also see it? Um, there are often people on um, TV sets who are young, learning the ropes in their teen years. Is that an acceptable thing to happen? If you're putting yourself forward as an ambassador for the gay community, which he has always done, 
are you saying this is an acceptable way for me to behave as a an ambassador for the gays? Some young lad who's, who's on the set who's struggling with his own sexuality coming out and thinks, God, is this the way I'm supposed to behave? Back in the closet for me. I, no, I've got to admit, there's not a single situation I can think of where I would think getting my knob out in a uh, professional scenario would be a good idea. There's no, there's no part of me that sort of... But if, yeah, you, if you're not doing nude scenes for whatever reason, then your bitch should stay in your pants. I, I agree. Yeah. The only sort of leeway I'll give on this is that everybody involved has been directly... In contact with the old chap, um, <laughs> has been sort of oh, fucking hell. It's just John, but that doesn't mean that there weren't no, other people who weren't. I, I, who were I'm not. And- I, like I say, I am not excusing it, defending it, saying that it's a, a fine thing to do. I think just in this one instance, but it's not one instance. It was Doctor Who no, and no, Torchwood no, no, and a number. That's not what I'm saying. In this you one, say inst- one instance, now if that's happened. He's been given a bollocking for it. That sh- that really should be a red line. It shouldn't be kind of a. It's a red line on this production, but it's fine. But then we're going to talk to yeah, and yeah. Arrow and so I, I, and then he then he's invited back to Doctor Who. I, no. I, I don't think we're going to be seeing Mickey back in Doctor. Who. No, I'm really quite sad about that. I I just have. Reservations, and it's not just confined to Noel Clark. I think there's a few people that have been cancelled because of their alleged behaviours. And you think, well, what was the context of those behaviours? Kevin Spacey, for example. I, I don't know. I, I, none of us know. We weren't there. But what was the actual context of the Kevin Spacey behaviour? Was he? Was it a mutual thing, which was then... Wasn't the bloke involved with Kevin Spacey 14 or something? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know the details, so I'm not going to speculate too far down that. Mm. But let, let's just take that as an example. It, say, you know, Kevin Spacey has been called out as he made sexual advances to me. How far were they actually reciprocated? How far were any of the sexual assault cases that you see from, and they're always high-profile actors, reciprocated by the people that they were accused of assault by? Is this uh, people that were later rebuffed because they were just a, a casual fling? Or was it genuine assault? And if we're really honest, none of us genuinely know because we weren't there. All we've got is a media report. Now, with John Barrowman... When, if we're talking about a 14-year-old boy, it's always assault. I don't know because I've not read enough no. deeply enough into it. I, I am certainly not. It's just to, for legal reasons. <laughs> for legal reasons, I am certainly not going to disagree that anywhere in the world, a fourteen-year-old boy is going to be. Uh, it's going to be on reasonably dodgy ground. Let, let's agree to. Okay, so a couple of comments to um, to what you've just said. Firstly, since we did the episode on Noel Clark, and we did that very soon after the allegations came out, there have been a lot more allegations and a lot more allegations with proof behind them. And certainly the... Proof in terms of... Evidence. Well, yeah, but but into what, video footage or... Monica Lewinsky. It's a bit before Noel Clark, old boy. Come on, don't be dragging that one up. (laughs) (laughs) And that comes on to what I'm going to say next. Go on. But there have been, I think, more than 20 actresses who have corroborated he's been inappropriate as a director and on set. 
What I was then going to say is that you talk about um, proof in court level of assault. That's incredibly difficult to get. And the vast majority of people, people, and particularly women, who are assaulted, those cases never get to court. And it's because of that absolute insistence on definitive video evidence or witness statements. My own personal view on a lot of court cases is of this nature. I still believe there are a lot of bandwagon hoppers. I'm not, that's not to say that they are completely innocent. I just think that in a lot of cases, there is somebody alleges something, and then there are a lot of bandwagon hoppers who are complete non entities. They're never, they're, they're hoping for a bit of money out of it. Now, I don't know. I wasn't there, and I'll maintain this. On any of these cases, I was not there. I can't prove it. I can't disprove it. And they're always incredibly complex. Yes, of course. Um, Looking at the mainstream media and even looking at specialist media, you never find out what the real story is. Yes, of course, of course. But BAFTA would not withdraw somebody's award without a good reason. Well, you say that, but uh, to be honest, I think there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction. It's like we were talking about in an earlier episode. Smoke without fire. We've now got to a culture where... Smoke without fire outweighs evidence. And I think it's a very, very sad situation where we've got to that. It it is a response to a situation where you could basically get away with anything and the people around you would would cover up for you. So BBC in the the 70s and 80s. So that's a sort of pendulum swing. I agree. I'm not Um, disagreeing with you. But on the flip side of that coin, you've got somebody like William Roach he was accused by, you know, uh, I don't know, somebody of sexual assault. And then half a dozen other people say, oh, yeah, no, yeah, William Roche, he tried it on with me as well. He was acquitted on every single count. But it was only one who came forward and, and then decided that that was sexual assault. A few people, I, I, I do hesitate to say it, but jumped on the bandwagon. There was no proof whatsoever. But... He's been working in the same job for 60 years and nobody's flagged this up, that he's a bit of a liability. And, uh, you know, of all the women, Ken Barlow, for fuck's sake, I just find it really difficult that people can be in these really high-profile jobs, particularly, and Noel Clark's a flag, uh, he is a flag that I will continue to wave. He was in Doctor Who. It's not been the most discreet of programmes over the years. So was Fisheye. But everybody knows about Fisheye. It's not like that's some sort of secret. Talking of pendulous swings, Alan, what do you think of John Barryman's <laughs> penis? <laughs> I haven't seen it to be able to comment, really. <laughs> you've, got Google, you've got Google on your phone. I mean, he, he... <laughs> Sorry, um, good, good lead in. <laughs> you've, ju- you've just broken Ken. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's the fact that Paul has just finally delivered his broadsword right down the middle of the conversation to, <laughs> to drag us back in the most brutal way ever to the fucking conversation. Uh, Alan, what do you think? We veered off. What he did, if it's proven to be wrong, it's wrong. If it's something that he's been uh, chastised for, um, been reprimanded for, and it goes back 13 years, don't need to time to possibly move on. If it's still occurring, then he shouldn't be on the set. I completely agree, yeah. It's a very weird thing because there's there's footage from the time, as you say, from the, the Comic Con or whatever it was, where they, they were all joking about it and 
everyone said, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got he got his knob out and put it over my shoulder. But as Simon said, you, you have to think about, they weren't the only two people in the room. There was juniors in there. There were, there were probably people who were school age in there. And he didn't ask them all, is it all right, <laughs> is it all right if I get my dick out? And uh, even if he had, as the the star of the show, asking a 16-year-old runner... They would have oh, said, yeah, yeah. Because if they'd said, no, actually, I'm not comfortable with that, it would be, oh, okay, there's the next film set. Yeah. Don't expect a reference. The other thing that I was going to say about John Barrowman, this doesn't have anything to do with his penis... I mean, he is professionally gay. Mm-hmm. Professionally gay? He, he is. And <laughs> <laughs> there are significant chunks of his career are, that are based on the fact that he is gay. And he did a, oh, a documentary, very definitely in air quotes, ab- about <laughs> um, 10, 12 years ago, whatever, about what made me gay. And he, he talked to all these god-awful pseudoscientists about things that they think may have made him turn out to be gay. And the the, the thing that he settled on as the thing that it, it, it could possibly be and had the, the best scientific evidence base was that being born to a mother who'd had previous miscarriages or stillbirths tended to make you more likely to be gay. And it was about 1 or 2% more likely. But he did a live interview with his mother and on camera asked if she'd had any miscarriages. Now, he was wow. he was about a million years old at the time, so if that was a conversation she had wanted to have with him, she would have had it with him. If he was going to ask her and force the point, he should have asked her in private. He didn't. He made a big drama out of it to make his shitty little documentary more interesting at the expense of his mother's feelings, and she was in floods of tears. So, yes, he's professionally gay. Will whore whatever part of his life for publicity. I think that makes him a fairly rep- reprehensible character mm. and flashing his bits to get a few seconds extra attention. It, it's not even publicity. It's not notoriety because there wouldn't have been cameras going or anything. It is just, I am not absolute center of the attention, center of attention at this precise second in time. And my ego demands that I am. So therefore I will wave about something that people cannot ignore. Yep. So we're, we're all agreed that John Barron's penis is evil. <laughs> I think it's the, uh, the summary. So I, I think uh, it's time to decide, feather or not, this is a, an important subject. Well, I personally reserve the right to get my knob out wherever and whenever I feel. It's a five out of five stop for me. Stop it, Ken. Stop <laughs> it. Again. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Hours of context. Getting your knob out at work? Five out of five. Mm. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> I don't think... You just don't... Do <laughs> for, for whatever brevity I've made of this, um, no. It's 2021. Getting your dick out at work, not acceptable. <laughs> I, I, I'm not... Um, unless you're a fluffer or a, uh, a sort of a, a porn actor, I can't think of a single situation where uh, waving my wand in an office environment is going to be acceptable. Agreed. In both a work environment and any work sort of related party or, or whatever, there are certain things and boundaries that you do not cross. <laughs> and even non-work environments. If, well, it depends what environment you're in. If you're, <laughs> yeah, but if you're in a gay bar, you're going to see a few flying around, aren't you? Yeah, well, but- <laughs> what's wrong with my penis house in this podcast? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these is it? Oh, not- <laughs> <laughs> But no, if, 
If you were out for a social event with friends, you wouldn't expect one of those friends to suddenly start waving their knob about. A few of my friends, I would. <laughs> they did. That, that's, they the ex- do. that's the exception to the rule. Oh, okay. Um, I just thought it was normality. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. At times you have a very warped view of normality. <laughs> I'm going to put you in mittens in a second. <laughs> the advantage of having buttons like this and knowing what they are is that we can all press them. <laughs> Where the fuck was that? That's <laughs> yeah, Anyway. <laughs> I think this is a four. The overall topic is incredibly important. The fact that it's attached to John Barrowman, who Literally. is utterly... <laughs> 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 John Barrowman, who is irrelevant to the point that even Big Finish are cancelling him, drags oh, it down from a five. It drags it down from a five? Yeah, I'm putting mm. it at four. I think the topic is incredibly important, but John Barrowman's association with it, because he is so irrelevant and ignorable, drags it down to a four. Ah, I'm, I'm quite tempted by that argument. I don't want to give John Barrowman the... Exposure. Uh, the, the exposure. The oxygen of publicity. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a four as well. We should probably have to do screening queens and see what we shall have to have a good, hard, long look at this time. Paul, have you got something for us this week where somebody gets a dick out? I have not, no. And we, we, I think we're going to move away from screening queens to streaming queens. Streaming queens. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, I knew there was a reason why done. Simon was here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's over yeah. to you. Simon. Yes, I bring the gin. Streaming. <laughs> what did you think I mean? No, please don't answer that question. Where have we got? <laughs> anyway, uh, gorgeable.com. What, um, what's coming in my ears this week? There's a very good book by John Ronson called mm. So You've Been Oh, another one by John Ronson. Are you sure that it's not by, uh, you know... Ron Johnson. Louis Theroux. Are you sure it's by Ron Johnson this week? John Ronson. Yes, yeah, whatever. I am. Which one's it called this week? It's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed, which I think was the one I was talking about last <laughs> time as well. <laughs> oh, the, the butterfly effect. Yeah, I remember that one, Vivian. Mm. Yes. Um, no, he also did one called The Butterfly Effect, but that was about the history of Pornhub. It's a very interesting lesson. Um, but So You've Been Publicly Shamed is all about uh, people who have found themselves in the public eye, usually for fairly stupid reasons, and the, uh, social media pile onto them for whatever it is that they've done and how they've coped with this, how it's affected their life, how they've got beyond the Twitter spats. It's worth a read or a listen. Sounds like a guidebook for my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we better we better wrap it up. I think we've covered the whole of Pride Month in this one, one podcast and next year's. <laughs> yeah. So happy Pride twenty twenty two, guys! Happy Pride! Uh, <laughs> Thanks, you, everyone. You us a year, but <laughs> that's how long John Barrowman's penis is. <laughs> oh, you lucky bastard! <laughs> right, that's enough. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions.
For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.